This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Open your Bibles to Luke 4.18. Today is uh, Healing Sunday. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, but we're all battling something in our lives. And, uh, and you know, I've noticed that, that the enemy's been working on some of our congregational members in the, in the area of health. And I'm telling you, we need to brush up on our healing scriptures. Amen? And, uh, and, and I think that, uh, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by not having heard, but hearing and hearing. That's why I minister once a month on healing, because I want a healthy congregation. And so you never know, this could be your day where you receive revelation from God that will open the door for healing for you. I believe that you can receive your healing today. And I know some of us have been dealing with things, amen, and... But it doesn't matter what the enemy's throwing at us. Our God is bigger. Can somebody say, my God is bigger. And I like what, uh, what Jesus and, uh, preached when he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. His first sermon. And really, uh, I believe he, he preached this sermon everywhere he went to reveal to the people that he came to bring healing to a lost and dying world. You know, Jesus came to bring healing to us, deliverance to us. Amen. And we know wherever Jesus went, he healed, delivered, and he set free. And so I like this because this is really uh, Jesus' mission statement, if I may. This is, you know, yes, he came to seek and save the lost. You could say that's his mission statement. But within that, he came to save. You could say that word save means to heal and deliver. So he came to seek, save, heal, and deliver. And he's doing that today. Somebody say he's doing it today. And so when Jesus, when he ministered his first message after he was anointed by the Holy Spirit, he said in Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, Recovery sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So, so Jesus came to set the captives free. Amen. Amen. I love that. And I believe that he had to tell everybody wherever he went, he let people know that he was anointed to set them free. If you don't know, how can you partake of what God has for you? You got to know. And so hopefully my, my, the words and the, and the scriptures that I'll give you today, you'll get a, more of a greater revelation, a greater knowing that God wants you blessed. I like 3 John 1, 2, which is one of my favorites. Uh, this is John, and, and he had a close relationship. He's the Apostle John. And, he's, and he said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. I love that. In some things. Praise God. Thank you. Somebody's reading. I wish that you may prosper in all things. God wants us prospering in all things. What does that mean? He wants us prospering in our relationships. Can I get an amen? He wants us prospering in our finances. Can I get an amen? He wants us prospering in our health. 
Can I get an amen? He wants us prospering in all things. It says, in, you may you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So how does our soul prosper? The only way that our soul can prosper is by receiving the word of God every day. And allowing that word of God to read your soul is your mind and your will and your emotions. And your mind needs to be renewed with the word of God. And when it's renewed with the word of God, it will bring peace to your soul. And when you're walking in the peace of God, then the devil has no handles on you. When you're walking in the peace of God, the devil can't mess with you. See, what he's trying to do is mess with your peace. If the devil can mess with your peace, he has you. But he's not going to mess with your peace. Amen? Glory to God. So, so let, let's, let's talk about this uh, subject, uh, uh, a little bit of prayer and, 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 and healing. Amen? And I like what it says in John 15, 7. This is Jesus speaking. He says here, if you abide in me. And that word if, it means it's a, when you see the word if, that's a conditional promise. Do you know that God's promises are conditional? Oh my gosh. I thought they were all just, you know, there was no conditions. There's a condition for salvation. What is that condition? You got to receive Jesus. You got you to ask Jesus to come into your heart. There, there's a condition. And then he says, if, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Now, a lot of us are praying for healing, but we're not seeing it. And, and, and some of the reasons why, and we're going to go over some reasons why, we may not be seeing our healing being manifested in our lives, is because maybe there's some areas that we need to bone up on, that we need to check up on. And, and he's saying, if you abide in me. If you abide in my, me and, and, and my word abide in you, you shall ask anything and it shall be done. I like what it says in John 15, 7, the Amplified. If you live in me and abide vitally united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. I'm going to say this to you, that even though you may, may meditate on a scripture, you know, sometime in your life, even though that scripture could be in you, you can actually lose scripture in your life. You can actually lose. In other words, I like to say that, that Christians leak. We can forget the promises of God. We can forget how good God is, especially when we're in the storms of life. Remember when, uh, when Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And he went out the bow of the boat and slept. And they tried to get to the other side to the island. And a storm came up. And they were with Jesus. You know, they walked with Jesus. They, they, Jesus taught them to cast out devils, to have power and authority. And he was teaching them all through the process of him walking with the disciples. And, they, and then they cried out, Jesus, do you care that we perish? But Jesus was in the boat with them. They forgot Jesus was with them. And I'm going to say this, we can forget that's the reason why we need that word to constantly be in us. We need to constantly be looking at that word of God. We need to constantly be eating the scriptures. 
We need to be abiding in his word. Amen. That's the reason why we have what I call these confession sheets out here uh, in the lobby. And these confession sheets are, are scriptures that you can confess who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in Christ. And what you do is you confess these scriptures, and what you're doing is you're, you're planting seed into your heart. And hopefully it will grow. Can I get a witness in the house today? And it will grow into the promises being manifested into your life. So when, when, when you abide in his word and his word abides in you, you can ask anything and it shall be granted to you. I call that successful praying. In other words, when you pray and God answers and he does, that's successful praying. I want successful prayer. I want to see my prayers answered. But it's, it's, it's conditional. We have to maintain a relationship with God. We need to continue walking with God every day, communicating with Him. I like that song. He walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me that I am His own. I love that. Are you walking with Him? Are you talking to Him? Are you letting Him know how beautiful the day is? Are you communicating with God? Or are you only... Oh, your, or or do, is your religion what I call foxhole religion? You only talk to God when you're in the foxhole of life. What's the foxhole? Well, that's a military term. That's when, when you got the enemy all around you shooting at you. And you're in a hole of protection. And you're not moving. Right? And then that, that's the only time we talk to God is when we're in trouble. No, you need to be talking to God more than just being in trouble. Can I get a witness in the house today? We need to be talking to God. You need to talk to God. He wants to hear from you. He wants to communicate. He created his man, Adam, not just for Adam to serve him, but for Adam to fellowship. with. Oh, I'm preaching today. God wants fellowship. That's why God sent Jesus. Our fellowship was broken because of sin. Sin broke our fellowship with the Father. And then they had to come up with some kind of, uh, you know, system. God came up with a system of sacrifices to try to get the relationship back. But it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. We needed Jesus so that we could have ultimate relationship. Can I get a witness in the house today? Thank God that we have ultimate relationship. But God is so good. And so, again, we need, we need to understand that God is answering prayer. And, God, and we need to be careful that we don't... Let, let me just say this way. Yes, prayer is good. It's communicating with God. But prayer is not the number one thing that's going to get our healing. Oh, I'm preaching today. I'm preaching today. Sometimes you hear people say, pray first. And that's good. And that's well but prayer may not, you may not be praying right. Amen. We can pray wrong. We can, we can pray inaccurately. We can pray vain prayers. And so really, it's, it's the word of God that will get the job done. We, we need to understand that. And John 15, 7 says, if you abide in my word... And my word abide in you, you will ask anything you desire, 
and it shall be done for you. So what is he saying? He's saying that we need to abide in his word. And then when we abide in his word, we know how to pray. Can I get a witness in the house today? You must continue to abide. I like what 1 John 5, 14 says. Now, this is a confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, I love that. Now, the word confidence, it's important when we come to God and we're believing God for healing or whatever we're believing God for, we have to have confidence. We have to have confidence that God is with us. Confidence is another word for faith. The Bible says, do not cast away your confidence, for you have need of patience, so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So if we're lacking confidence in our prayer life, then we're going to lack the provision that the word will give us. Look at your neighbor and says, be confident. So we don't, the enemy is working on our confidence. He wants us wandering and wondering. Wandering in the desert and wondering if God is hearing our prayers. So we must continue to, to, to be confident that God is with us. The Bible says he will never leave us or forsake us. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If 1 John 5, 14 says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we don't ask according to his will, does he still hear us? <laughs> if, we, if, we ask, if we don't ask according to his will, no, if it's not God's will, then he doesn't hear us. If we know that, I like what it says in 5.15, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. That's powerful. So what am I saying? When you're asking God for anything, especially healing, you got to believe that he's hearing your prayers because it's the word and it's the will of God for you to be healed. If it wasn't God's will for you to be healed, Jesus wouldn't be going around healing all that were oppressed of the devil, setting people free. It is God's will for you to be healed. So, so you stand on that word. So, so, so we got to go in, into, the, into the realm of abiding in him. And when he, we abide in him, his word abides in us. Amen. This is why Jesus said to the devil in the wilderness... He said in the wilderness when he was being, see, we're going to be attacked with symptoms. We're going to be attacked. The enemy is going to attack us every once in a while. But when he attacks us, we're going to have to attack him with what? The word of God. Not just prayer. In the wilderness, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So how are you going to live? You're going to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Bible says that, that God's angels hearken to the voice of God's word. Psalms 103.20. Are you speaking God's word over your circumstances? Are you speaking God's word over your situation? Are you speaking God's word over your body? I'm preaching today. Amen. 
I love it. And so the Lord's, the Lord's Prayer also tells us how important the word is. The Lord's Prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. You need the word of God every day to be able to combat the enemy when he comes to attack us. You've got to have the word. Look at your name and say, get the word. Amen. So we have prayer. So, so, so we put, a lot of times we put prayer in an exalted place where, the, where, where prayer may not do it, but the word will. I was listening to Brother Hagin this week, and he was talking about faith and healing. And he pastored a, a church for 12 years before he went out into the itinerant ministry where he went out preaching as, as an itinerant minister. And uh, he would have Saturday night services where he would have getting free services. And then after the novelty wore off, he said, let's, let's do it to uh, loosening services. And after that novelty wore off, he said, you know, break free services. And, but he noticed that he would have these prayer services to get people free from addictions. But he noticed that it wasn't working. He would, he would follow up and he wasn't working. And he fasted and prayed. And he asked God, God, why isn't these prayer services working? And God said, because you're trying to replace prayer with, with what only the word can do. Oh, I'm preaching today. You're trying to replace prayer with only what the word can do. It's the word that's going to set you free. In other words, you can keep praying, Lord, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me. And you keep doing that over and over again. And, and, and you may not see any results. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because there's no word in there. You're just asking God to heal you, but, but you're, not, you're, not, you're not putting any word. If you're not putting any word in there, and then you're not believing that he's healing you, then you're just, you're just exercising vain repetition like Jesus said. He said, don't pray like the Gentiles in vain repetitions, praying the same thing over and over again. Lord, just please heal me. Lord, please heal. Begging God for healing. Oh, you, we can be praying wrong. We don't want to be begging God. You're not, you're, 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 you're king's kids. Amen. You're not pulpers. Amen. And, you know, your, your children, you know, you, they don't come in and beg you if they can open the ice the refrigerator. My dad used to call it the ice box. Anybody ever, ever heard the refrigerator called the ice box? The ice box. And close that ice box. You know, you have it open and you're just looking in it. You know, your kids look in it and they don't get anything out of it. And they're just standing there for five minutes. Close that ice box. That's what my dad used to say to me. He's an old Navy guy. And so, and so, and so what? And so, but your kids don't know it's, Daddy, can I please get something to eat out of the refrigerator? No, they, they, they are in your house. If they're hungry, they can eat. It's same thing with King's kids. If we're hungry, all we got to do is pull ourselves up at the banquet table. And all we have to do is receive the promises of God. And all the promises of God, like I said earlier, are yes and amen to the glory of God. Amen. And I like what it says in John 8, 31, 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. So, so it's not just praying that's going to get you delivered. I'm preaching today. It's the word of God that's going to get you delivered. 
Now, if you're speaking the word of God and, and you're standing on it and expecting, you're going to see it. But it's not just praying alone. Oh, I'm preaching today. I, I hope I'm, hit, I'm ringing some bells today. Because you know, some of us are keep praying, God, do this for me. And, and really, positionally, he's already done it all. He's already paid the price. Jesus said, it is finished. He paid the price. But some of us are acting like the price hasn't been paid. Oh, I'm preaching. Some of us have more faith in the mountain. Oh, I'm preaching today. More faith in the mountain than speaking to the mountain. Oh, what am I saying today? I'm saying we have more faith in what, what is attacking our bodies. And we tell everybody what we're dealing with. And that's what we're dealing with. But we don't tell people the word. In other words, yes, you might be dealing with a condition, amen, but you, you don't exalt that condition over the Word of God. Oh, I'm preaching today. And some of us like, and you know what, why? We like to tell people our condition because we want people to feel our pain. Has anybody ever been there? I've been there. I've been there. I'm like, oh man, you know, yeah, I'm sitting in a hot tub and telling somebody my woes. I'm at the gym, you know, oh man, you know what I'm going through, you know. And we like to talk about stuff. Do we like to talk about our problems? Why? We want people to feel our pain. We want that sympathy. Oh my God, sympathy. We want people, oh my, poor you, amen. We want that sympathy. But no, 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 I'd rather have God's healing power working in my life than get somebody's sympathy. I have a question, uh, question for you today. Does God hear all prayer? And people say, some people say yes. But does God hear all prayer? It's a trick question here. The answer is he doesn't hear all prayer. Oh. What? I thought God hears all prayer. I thought, well, he doesn't hear the prayer if you're praying to Buddha. <laughs> does he hear that prayer? Buddha, please heal me. No, I don't think he hears that prayer. Muhammad, please heal me. I don't think he hears that prayer. But if, he's a, but if you pray in Jesus' name, he might hear that prayer. Can I get a witness in the house today? God doesn't hear all prayer. There lots of people, lots of religions pray. But are they getting any results? That's the question. They're praying, but are they getting the results? And hopefully today you're going to pray in faith with the word and get some results. Glory to God. So the answer is no, God doesn't hear all prayer. You say, well, I I need some scripture. Well, Luke 18, 9 through 14, I love this. Jesus is speaking and, and Jesus says, also he spoke this parable, Jesus is speaking, to some who trust. Now notice this, to some who trusted in themselves. This is Luke 18, 9 through 14. And he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves. Listen, you can't be trusting in yourselves and expect God's grace to be in your life. I'm preaching today. And it says here, for some who trust themselves and they were righteous and they despised others. So we got to be very careful that we don't get religious and thinking that we're better than other people. Oh, I'm preaching today. That, that because we're doing some things, we're going to church now, we're paying some tithes, and we're, we're serving in the... That we're, better. You're, we're not any better than anybody else. 
It's only by the grace of God that we can do what we do. And if we get this attitude, like I heard this one lady was suffering with a sickness and she was praying, Lord, you know, I'm the best person in this church. You got to be very careful with that kind of prayer. That's why I, I deserve my healing. You don't deserve anything. <laughs> we think we deserve our healing. No, no, healing is a grace from God. We don't deserve, we don't deserve salvation. It only comes through our humility. Coming to God with a humble heart. That's how you get saved. You, you, you can't come to him with a prideful heart. Can I get a witness in the house today? So he says, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. The Pharisee prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Notice that Jesus said this man, the Pharisee, prayed thus with himself. Was God hearing him? <laughs> God wasn't hearing him. He was praying. Can we be praying thus with ourselves if we got a wrong attitude in prayer? Oh, I'm preaching. Your, your prayers may not even hit the ceiling. Can I preach? Can I preach? Say that, that in other words, the heaven heavens can be brass. In other words, our prayers can't hit, you know, the throne of God. There might be there might be an angel saying, oh, yeah, that, that prayer will go to the throne. No, that prayer won't make it. He might be the doorkeeper. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That prayer ain't going to even make it to the throne of God. Oh, this prayer will. It's based on the word of God. It's based on faith. It's based on humility. It's based on God's grace. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In Proverbs 28, 9, it says here, reasons why we don't receive our healing in prayer. One, her turns away his ear from hearing the law. Even his prayer is an abomination. Notice that one who turns away. So, so this is saying that if we're if we know God's word and we're not obeying his word or we're not acting on his word, then then our prayer can be an abomination. Uh, it says in the NIV, if anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. So so God is saying that now you may say, well, that's Old Testament pastor. Well, it, it's all it's it's the whole Bible. It's not just Old Testament. It's the whole Bible. If any, in Proverbs, uh, the New Century Version says, if you refuse to obey what you have been taught, your prayers will not be heard. If you refuse to obey, amen? When people do not listen, the, the, uh, the ERV, when people do not listen to God's teaching, he does not listen to their prayers. Amen. So we can pray all day long. Let me give you an example. We can pray all day long that God will prosper us, that God will bless us financially. How many people are, are, are dealing with financial issues? Don't raise your hand. And we can pray all day and say, God, please bless me financially. But if you're not going with Malachi 3.10, then God may not be able to bless you like he wants to bless you. 
Malachi 3, 10 and 12 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven, pour you out such a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it, and I will beat the devourer for your sakes, so he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit in the field, and says the Lord of hosts, and, the, and all nations will call you blessed. So we see here there's three promises or three blessings to tithing and giving offerings. We see it's an open heaven. We, we see that God will rebuke the devourer. We, we see that people will see the blessing on us. They will call us blessed. But if we're not doing this and we're praying God bless us and we're not giving, amen, then how can he, how can these promises, in other words, the, the, the heavens will be closed. If they're open to the tithing and the giver, then they're closed to the non-tither or the non-giver. Oh, I'm preaching today. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. You can take the truth of God's word and invert it. It's the same way. You can say, even, and then is the devourer rebuked? I don't know. The devourer may not be rebuked if you're not obeying the first degree. Oh, I'm preaching today. You can say, but, but I'm praying that God will bless me. But if you're not doing the basics... I'm preaching today. I know it's quiet in this Methodist church. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 8 says it this way. This is New Testament. It says here, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Stop. If we're not seeing the grace of God in our finances, are we sowing sparingly? Because what we sow, we will reap. Now, I know it's not this group because you guys are, very, are great givers. We have blessed members in our church. You guys are tithers. But it's for all those that are listening out there. Amen. And so I'm saying to you today that, that Paul is saying that if you sow uh, sparingly, you reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. So, it, so it's not just all on God. We have something to do with. The promises of God being activated in our lives. Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. I don't know about you, but I just don't want to. I just don't want to barely make it in my life. I, I want the. I want all that God has for me. I want abundance, not just for myself, but I want it for my family. I want it for for the church. I want it. I want to be able to do more for the kingdom of God. We should all desire to do more for the kingdom of God. I want to see more people saved. I want to see more people delivered. I want to see more people set free. And by finances, going into the church, and we're able to get that word out and get more people into the kingdom, then, then, then my blessing is not just only going to be down here, but we're going to have rich dividends in heaven. Can I get a witness today? Now, we, now we see here that in, in the book of Zechariah, chapter 7, the people were fasting and praying, and they were seeking God's blessing in their life. And Zechariah uh, uh, revealed to them that some areas that they were missing it in, why they weren't seeing, even though they were doing some religious things, they were doing some good things. And Zechariah 7.11 says, But they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly they turned their backs and covered their ears. They weren't listening to God's decrees. And in Zechariah 7, 13, it says, When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord Almighty. 
So, so it says here, because they would not listen to God's word, God would not listen to their word. Oh my, I'm preaching today. This is pretty strong. So, so I remember listening to one minister, and God called him into the ministry. It was Jesse DePlanis. And Jesse, and Jesse hemmed and hauled for a year before he said, okay, God, I will serve you. And, and then finally he said, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to go into ministry. And he was trying to get things rolling, and nothing was happening. And month after month, and he finally sought the Lord. And it, and it took some time for, for Jesse's ministry to get off the ground. And he prayed, and the Lord said, well, you, you waited a year before you said yes to me. I'm waiting a year before I say yes to you. It took him a year, another year to get his ministry. Why? God will, God will, he will reflect our attitude back to us. Oh, I'm preaching today. To the pure, uh, God says to the pure, he shows himself pure. Amen. To the righteous, he shows himself righteous. To the crooked, he shows himself as being crooked. In other words, if you're crooked, then you see God as being crooked. That's Psalms 19. Amen. So in Zechariah, so they failed uh, in Zechariah, the children of Israel, they're fairly received because they lacked walking in love and mercy towards one another. In Zechariah 7, 8, and 10, this is what they were supposed to be doing. And the word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. This is what the Lord Almighty said. A minister, true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow and the fatherless, the foreigners or the poor. Do not plot evil against each other. So what he was saying was that because they weren't obeying these decrees, they weren't seeing the blessings of God on their lives. And I'm going to say this, that your healing has everything to do with your love walk towards God and towards people. Oh, I'm preaching today. And so we have to walk in the love of God. Amen. Faith is the key that receives healing from God. But faith, just faith alone will not get the job done. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. I thought just faith will get the job done. No, no, there are... uh, Elements added to faith that will get the job done. What's that? There, there's, there's things that will cause faith to work. And what will cause faith to work is love. In Galatians 5, 6, it says, In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. So if, you're, if, you're, if your faith isn't working, are you walking in the love of God? Because faith only works through love. Can I get a witness in the house today? So if we're going to see healing in our bodies, we need to be walking in the love of God. That's the reason why it says in Corinthians, when you take communion, make sure that you're discerning the body. Because the Corinthian church, some of them were dying early because they were treating one another wrongly. And they were going home early. And, and that, that's, that's like the only case in the New Testament where it says that people were dying early. Why? Because they were walking out of love of God. So I want to walk in, look at your name and say, walk in the love of God. If you're going to walk in divine health, if you're going to walk in healing, you must have hope to receive healing by faith. Hope is the key. Hope is the goal setter. It's not just faith alone, but it's hope. Hope is the vision. Hope is the goal setter. It's the thermostat. We have a thermostat on the wall. We set it to 70. It might be 60 degrees when you walk in here. Steve would know. And, um, and you set the, the thermometer to 70, 
And it goes, you got to set your faith thermometer to healing. you got to set it and then see God do it. Amen. In Hebrews 11, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We know this, that the, the, in Mark 5, 25 to 34, it, it talks about this woman that had an issue of, uh, that had a, a fl- uh, issue of blood for 12 years. And it talks about that she suffered many things from many physicians. It's in Mark 5, 25 to 34. I'm not going to uh, read the whole account. But she heard about Jesus. And she said, if I may touch the hem of his garment... I will be made whole. Now, now the first key to, to faith and healing is hearing. She heard about Jesus. She heard how Jesus was going about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So she heard about Jesus. The first key that you're going to, when you're receiving your healing, you've got to hear. You got to hear the promises of God's word. You got not just hear with your outer ear. You got to hear with the, your inner ear. With your with your, your heart has to be able to receive it. And so when this lady heard, she said, "If I may just touch, but the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole." And it's interesting. She pushed through the crowd in her uh, weakened state. And, you know, there were many people that day that was touching Jesus. They were thonging him. And Jesus was walking. And this is amazing to me is that, that, that her faith got the job done because she believed if she would just touch Jesus. See, a lot of times we're praying, God, touch us, but are you touching him? Oh, I'm preaching today. Are you touching God with your faith this morning? Are you touching him? Saying, God, I believe. I believe that your word is true. I believe that Jesus paid the price. I believe that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Are you, are you touching him with your faith? And many people were touching Jesus that day and they were getting nothing. Bupkis, zero. Bupkis is Yiddish for nothing. Got that from Dick Van Dyke. But we'll continue. <laughs> what am I saying? You can be in church and still get nothing. You can read your Bible and still... Why? Because you, you've you got to add faith to the Word of God. If you're not adding faith to the Word of God, you will get nothing. Yeah, I'm preaching today. That's what happened to the children of Israel. They got not, they, they didn't walk in. The, a generation died. They didn't make it into the promised land because they didn't mix faith with the word of God. They didn't believe God. Look at your neighbor and say, believe God. And if Jesus said, if you only believe, you will see the glory of God. Amen. You must, you must add patience with your faith. If you're going to see faith come alive, your healing work in your life, then you must have patience. It says in Hebrews 6, 12, that do not become lazy or sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. It's not just faith alone that's going to get the job done. You're going to have to have some patience. You've got to have some stickability. You've got to have some standing power. The Bible says, once you've done all, stand. 
and keep standing until you see the salvation of God. You, you can't be a person that quits, that gives up easy, that just throws in the towel. You got to be like I preach this every once in a while, like Rocky. You got to go the distance with Apollo Creed. And nobody ever went the distance with Apollo Creed. It's a movie, I know. It's fictitious, I know. But 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 oh, he he didn't he didn't want he didn't care about winning. He just wanted to go the distance. And if you go the distance, you're going to win. Amen. If you keep standing, even though things are coming against you, eventually you're going to see healing in your life. The Bible says, as they went. They were healed. What is that telling me? There's a process sometimes to healing. There's a, there's, a, there's a time, there's a process to our healing. And we have to keep standing on the promise until it connects, until it's, there it is. Abraham, 25 years before he saw the promised child. Joseph, 13 years before he became prime minister of Egypt. Jesus, 30 years before he did his public ministry. Think about that. 30 years. Why couldn't Jesus did it at, at 18 years of age? He's an adult, right? <laughs> and they say, you're an adult at 18. Why, why, did, why did he have to wait until 30? Because God has perfect timing. There was a process of time before Jesus could be anointed to, to live out his life for three plus years to, to serve God and to tear up the devil's kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We're here to serve God and tear up the devil's kingdom. Glory to God. Again, I get a witness in the house today. And what's going on? Why we're in the process of waiting. Well, why we're in the process of waiting. We're standing and we're thanking God for our healing. We're not asking God to keep healing us over and over again. No, we're standing and thanking God that he is healing us. We thank God that his stripes is working in our bodies. And it says in 1 Peter 5, uh, 5.10, it says... Well, in, let's look at Luke 18.1. Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. So we should always pray and not give up. And he talks about the, the parable uh, of the widow woman that, that wanted justice. And the king that, didn't, that did not regard God or he didn't care about people. He, he said, because this lady is persistent... He would grant her. We've got to have persistent faith. We've got to have persevering faith. I'm talking about, you know, another translation says, so that you may not become slow, but be imitators of those who through faith and perseverance. So patience and perseverance are closely related. We've got to learn to persevere through the hard times. Can I get a witness in the house today? And we know that if we persevere, we'll see the promise. Blind, uh, the, the, the beggar, uh, blind Bartimaeus, he, he heard, see, that's the key. He heard about Jesus. He was begging at that time. And in, in uh, Luke 18, 35, 40, he was begging. And then somebody said, Jesus is coming down the road. And he, and he heard. And then, he, then the next thing he started doing was crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those around him, it might have been some of Jesus' disciples said, be quiet. 
And see, religion will always tell you to shut up. Religion will tell you to be quiet. Don't, don't talk about the promises. Religion will tell you that. And they said, just be quiet. Jesus doesn't want to hear from you. And finally, he said, he, he kept, he, but he said louder. I'm talking about perseverance. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. See, some of us aren't crying out loud enough. We're not being persistent long enough. We're not crying out. We're not believing God. Thank you, God, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that you're doing it. Thank you, Lord God, every symptom in my body's leaving in Jesus' name. Glory to God. And so we need to be crying out more. And Jesus said, bring them here. And they finally said, oh, the master has grace on you. <laughs> the master is, is, is well, go see the master now. But what happened? He got the master's attention. It's the squeaky wheel that gets the oil. <laughs> has anybody ever heard that before? <laughs> if, you, if you're loud enough, you're going to get the blessing. We, we, in other words, it was the children of Israel that walked around Jericho seven times and finally they shouted and the walls came down. Some of us aren't shouting loud enough. Some of us are too laid back in our faith and say, well, if were, I'm going to get healed, it's, it's good. well, God's just going to do it someday. No, no, you've got to be forceful in your faith. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent takes it by force. You've got to get forceful. Uh, blind Bartimaeus got forceful. Not only did, did, did he, uh, uh, you know, went towards Jesus, the Bible says he dropped his beggar's coat. What does that mean? He already fully knew he was going to be healed. Because that beggar's coat was the only way he could live and survive because he was blind. And when he went to Jesus, he already knew he was going to have the petitions that he desired of Jesus. And he dropped that beggar's coat and Jesus said, what do you want? Jesus is saying that to us today. What would you like? What do you want me to do for you? Oh, it's all in my word. 7,000 promises. What do you want me to do for you today? And all you have to do is ask in faith. Believe that you receive. And you will see the promises of God in your life. I guarantee it. Did you receive it tonight or this morning? I feel like I'm at night. Amen. Glory to God. I'm telling you, some of you are, and we're going to have a healing prayer and healing service at the end of this service after we partake of uh, tithes and offerings. You can come up, we can stand in agreement because in the power of agreement, God can do miracles. And when we agree touching anything, it shall be done. Amen. Do you believe it today? Did you receive it this morning? Father, let's just bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness today. And I thank you, Father God, oh, that your, that your healing power is resident to heal everybody in this place today. And all we have to do is take it by faith, like the woman with the issue of blood, when she touched Jesus' garment. And Jesus said, thy faith has made you whole. And I thank you, Father God, that our faith can make us whole. 
as we believe that you have the ability and the power and the desire to do it. Father, I thank you for those that are in the audience, those who are watching online. And, and today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. And if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, today is the day to do that. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer where you can make Jesus king in your life, where you can have the blessings of God. You can have all the promises and yes and amen. So just say this out loud and mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 